Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother. Rocking new music here for the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Blokes of Wrestling. It's our season premiere. Uh, if you, in case you missed it, we were previously known as the Dropkicks. We are now known as Blokes of Wrestling. This is uh, definitely a fun way to kick mm-hmm. things off here after a few weeks. I uh, hope you all are doing well out there. Uh, pro wrestling fans, guys, if this is your first time watching this show, or checking out the channel, please make sure to subscribe. Really, really appreciate it. It helps that algorithm. And also to hit like. That's very, very helpful as well. Back here again with Soda, my co-host here on Blokes of Wrestling from Canada. How you doing today? I'm doing really, really good. And in terms of the wrestling landscape after the last few weeks, I'm feeling encouraged. So Encouraged. Okay. Encouraged. I like that word. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I have been on vacation, as some of you may know, over the last couple weeks. Uh, but I have been paying attention to the news and some of the stuff that's been happening in the wrestling world. And I've been managing at least to keep up with, like, AEW and uh, and most of the G1. I'm like, I, I'm almost caught up with the G1, so very, very happy there. Still kind of far behind with Impact. They had a big show last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know... Yeah, I heard it was also a very good show. I don't have any of the results or anything because I haven't seen it yet. But uh, definitely want to talk pro wrestling here on the show today. That's what we're here for. And I think the big news that we left off with before we went away, which was great that the news broke uh, that Friday, yeah. uh, right before our, our like set kind of season finale for, for Dropkicks there. You would have had to do the show with Gagan on the beach or something. <laughs> yeah, so, something sitting in, in Florida like uh, you know, with the palm trees and everything. Yeah. But um, obviously, if you're living under a rock, uh, Vince McMahon has retired. Uh, he's no longer part of the wrestling world. Yay. We much rejoicing. Uh, and uh, WWE has now shifted to the Triple H era, as it's sort of being known already. And uh, lots of changes. Uh, some gradual, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like going to be a, a drastically different show overnight. But there's certainly some things... That uh, that have been noticed, and I've been sort of paying attention to the big one, which I think is a lot of these stars coming back yep. that uh, were pre- previously released. Uh, SummerSlam happened since our last show, and we saw the return of Bailey yep. there with uh, her new stable featuring uh, Dakota Kai and the former also returned after being let go. Yep, yep. Uh, I think uh, Tony Khan uh, missed signing a, a big one there. Uh, and, and a couple more, which we'll talk about later, I think, yep. as well. Uh, but uh, Io Shirai, a.k.a. now uh, Io Sky, part of that stable as well. Uh, and since then, with the returns of Kerry Cross and, and his wife Scarlett, uh, as well as Hit Dexter Row. Loomis. 
Dexter Loomis and Hit Row. Uh, minus, of course, uh, Swerve, who's over in AEW. Yeah. So lots of lots of big changes, I think, with the company. Uh, and uh, Soda, I know you have been – I haven't – because I've been on vacation, I've been able to follow WWE, at least watch any of the shows. But I know you've, you've watched SummerSlam and you watched all the yeah. Raws and SmackDown since. So basically, so. ever since Vince McMahon uh, retired, I've watched every Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view since. Um, and I will say the subtle, the, there are noticeable differences, like not overall, but there are just certain things that have changed. I actually wrote down pretty much what they are. Matches feel important now. Like they're actually okay. giving time to breathe and they are able to tell a story that they don't feel by the numbers. Um, they're refer like this goes to the commentary team. The commentary is, is a, like they're finally able to reference the past. They're able to make the matches feel like something like they used to in the past instead of having an advertisement for the show coming up right afterwards. No, they're able to call the match in the ring. Um, the mid-card titles feel important again. They, uh, they've done video packages hyping them up. Uh, they called the Intercontinental title the Workhorse title last night, which I haven't heard in a long time. Um, the okay. promos don't feel memorized. Basically, the performers are allowed to inject their, themselves into the promos. Perfect example, Ronda Rousey last night which we'll probably we'll talk about a bit in a bit, little bit. Um, forbidden terms have been uh, allowed back in, so now they're allowed wrestling? to... Wrestling? What? What's that? Wrestlers, hospital, title match. Like, it's things like that. You inject them in, and it does... It feels fresh, but they're just doing something that worked in the past. But the best part, they don't treat the fans like we're idiots. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I, that, yeah. That's at least good to emphasis on not like, you know, as you said, making the fans look like idiots by yeah. doing dumb shit. So less dumb shit, more pro wrestling, it sounds like. Basically. Like, uh, there haven't really been any starting promos per se that have opened any of the shows since then. We've had some brawls and uh, we had some matches that kicked off the shows. Um yeah, you're getting people pushed that you were like, okay, like Ricochet looks like he's getting pushed again. Uh, Ciampa is getting pushed again. He just had the U.S. title match against um, against Bobby Lashley. The tag team division feels like it's actually going to be important again. More the women are being the focal point of the one of the major focal points of the show again. It feels like it did pre thirty WrestleMania thirty five. Like look what we're getting on Raw with Bailey and her, her group, and then uh, Bianca and them, and then the return. You know, Ronda Rousey over on SmackDown again. We'll mention that in a bit. Um, this is just giving a reboot to a lot of characters that you got fallen by the race wayside, and it's nice to see. On the flip side, we are getting some people who have kind of disappeared, which sucks. Austin Theory, he hasn't been seen all week on TV. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Like, same with Lacey Evans. It's like now. You know, let, let me just clarify. Uh, Austin Theory's Money in the Bank cash-ins no more because he used it at, at SummerSlam and lost. No, right? he never. I, it never actually got cashed in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It never got cashed in. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like they might be saving that for a while from now. Either that, or they're going to have them lose and try to rebuild them in a different way, which I think I would actually prefer. Personally. Yeah. Um, he was a Vince project, so. He was you know, very much a Vince project. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Nakamura and Walter? Yes. On- yes. It was everywhere, whatever good. the hell he's called now. Yeah. yeah. Was it, that any good? It was good. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, Walter, uh, Ilya Dragunov levels, but it was a damn good match. Like, they kicked the crap out of each other. Nice. Like, for like 20 minutes. 
if if any of the matches from the last few weeks have stuck mm-hmm. out, I feel like I should watch that one. Is there are there any other matches you would recommend? Like just um yeah, I would go Montez Ford uh, Seth Rollins from last week. That was on Raw. That is a Raw. Yeah, I would okay. go um Sheamus and Drew McIntyre the the big um Irish pub brawl or whatever the hell it was called. They they were allowed to just call it on the fly. That whole match was was called on the fly. Wow. Okay. It was very uh, – people were definitely giving it the thumbs up. Um, I can give you a list. I'll give you a list afterwards because there's, there's a couple, okay. including stuff on SummerSlam I'd recommend. Yeah, I heard SummerSlam was a good show. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like total madness there at the end with the tractor tipping over the ring yeah. and stuff. But, uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. I, I, it was one of those rare moments that actually got me to jump onto my couch and go, oh, shit, out loud. Like – I texted I texted to some friends I'm like I just saw something I've never thought I'd seen. I sent them a picture of the of the loader and they're like, What the hell? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, and ever and I, I hear that the Raw and SmackDowns as well have sort of improved. Yeah. Even like NXT. I mean, I don't you don't know you don't watch No, I haven't really been paying much attention but, to NXT. But I have heard that, that that show as well has improved. Hmm. So I mean, maybe maybe things are are seemingly in terms yeah. of quality of the show are looking up upward for WWE. They're finally doing that NXT, uh, not NXT, WWE Women's Tag Team Tournament uh, yeah. for the titles, and uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark are one of the teams. Yeah. So I got uh, a question I want to pose here, but I, I do want to give my thoughts on all this first, uh, and that is that like I definitely am, am hopeful for the future of the company now that Vince is gone and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I can't quite bring myself to fully invest in it and watch it yet. Uh, I think the first reason for that being again I was on vacation, so I'm still trying to catch up on the G1 and some other wrestling that I, I haven't been able to, to get around to yet. Uh, and the second being, and this is the big glaring one, is that like you know th- definitely improvements are being made. As I said, it's not all going to happen overnight. It's gradual changes. I feel like. Uh, it's a. It's almost like I was comparing it to uh, I, I, this food that I really like, like a McDonald's or something. But now McDonald's has taken out one of the really bad ingredients in the burger, and but there's still a couple ingredients there that are are pretty bad. And and in in that regard, Vince is like, okay, now it's WWE without Vince. But I think for me, the production quality of the show itself is still being run by Kevin Dunn. Yeah. And I think that until Kevin Dunn leaves. It's going to be really, really tough for me to watch the show because I get motion sickness because Mm. of the way that he produces things. That still hasn't changed. And that (laughs) hasn't changed. And the reports are that's not going to change anytime soon, unfortunately. And even, like, if Kevin Dunn does leave eventually, which doesn't sound like it's going to happen for a while, they're not planning on changing how that show looks uh, at all. It's still going to have that wild, shaky ham and a lot of cuts and everything. So that to me is still going to be really, really tough to like get back on board with. And I was saying like before we went on the air that I'm really excited to still watch some of the big shows like Rumble and Mania because uh, I think there's going to be some really, really good stuff there. But I just think that until some changes are made in terms of how the show looks, uh, I'm not ready to sort of fully invest 100% yet. And, you know, because you got I, still got Kevin Dunn there, you still got Bruce Pritchard there. So it's like, you know. It's great that Triple H is doing what he is with the show, and it sounds like it's kind of going to feel more like NXT was a few years ago than anything else eventually. And, like, once the show gets there, like, that's great. 
but I still am like, ah, damn it. I really wish Kevin Dunn would just leave and they would change the way the show is shot. But, oh, well, not going to happen anytime soon. But uh, I guess, like, my next question that I wanted to pose, and I've been seeing this from a lot of fans, and it's like, I'm not sure I totally agree with it yet, is that, like, how does this affect AEW? And are you concerned about AEW, given that now it sounds like some of these wrestlers might be more uh, willing to sort of jump over, back over to WWE, be used properly like they were before? Like maybe somebody like Miro uh, or Andrade. These are names that have been thrown out there that have sort of liked certain tweets that were posted saying that these guys were used better when they were in, when they were in WWE. And now the things have changed with Vince and everything. It's like, you know, uh, with him being gone. And I think another big news story, which we can talk about a little bit more, is like Sasha Naomi. Like Sasha was somebody that very well could have ended up in AEW and been that one big signing for the women's division, uh, you know, to sort of really give them the boost. We haven't seen that really big female star move over to AEW yet. Like there have been a lot of great names, but we haven't seen like your Sasha Banks or your Charlotte or whoever it might be. So. Are you at all concerned about AEW and sort of where they're headed? And maybe they're not as popular as they were because they're not selling as many tickets for some of these shows. The ratings aren't as quite what they want, especially for something like Rampage. Uh, I think at least I, I'll answer first that we might be a little bit, certain people might be a little bit too uh, willing to jump on that train of like, oh, AEW's done for. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's the case at all, especially now that like CM Punk is back. Looks like Kenny Omega is probably going to be back. Adam Cole, Brian mm. Danielson, these guys are all coming back. These are all your big ratings draws. Still no, still MIA on MJF, but it's like, I don't think that doom and gloom is quite there yet for AEW. I would be concerned about a potential future TV deal with everything going on with Warner Media right now. Uh, and Warner Brothers is being in total shambles, especially like DCU and that sort of stuff. But again, I feel like wrestling is something that can always guarantee ratings. And I feel like they would be very dumb to not give them another big TV deal once that's up. But with all that being said, Soda, what are, what are your thoughts on all this? No, because now, because the rumor is that, like you said, more people are willing to go to WWE. And I think that's actually a good thing because now we can actually get fresh... fresh Fresh life every once in a while, which I do think AEW kind of does need right now. I do think maybe Tony Khan might needs to stop trying to be Vince McMahon. Maybe he needs to like take a breather, you know? Because yeah, you're right. It's not as not as good as it was just earlier this year. I, it doesn't flow as as no. well. I feel like because they're trying to pack way too much into too many into mm-hmm. like very you know limited TV time, like two hours and yeah and whatever. And I feel like. I worry for All Out, as, as great of a show that's probably going to be, it could be like seven hours long, and I, yeah. I don't want that at all. We'll, we'll talk about uh, some other stuff sort of related to that a little bit later on, but I, I do agree that it, it feels like maybe Tony Khan is trying to do too much, and they yeah. have too many on their roster. Like, it's very bloated right now, and I, I would be mad if some of those guys jump back over, yeah. especially a few of these maybe bigger names and then are used properly now with Triple H in charge. And I feel like it's only going to make the shows better in the long and run. Like, because we had some... talked about this in depth before that, like, with AEW, it was like, oh, now we have something that could make everybody better because there mm-hmm. you have this great show and that 
And it's now, it, you know, with these sort of wars, these whatever ratings wars or whatever you want to call it, in the past that's made all, all the shows better. And now with Vince gone, for a while there, it was like Vince didn't give a shit. He was just going to do the Vince thing. And now with, with Triple H running things, it's like oh, people might be more inclined to jump over. And that could in turn make all the shows better because maybe then AEW won't feel as bloated. And now they're going to get back to where they maybe once were. And then with WWE also being good, it's like the goal here is to have every show be great, right? We've talked about this to death. Like, I want to be excited for every wrestling show that's out there on, on a regular basis on TV. Yeah, but also on the flip side, like, not just, like, people who got, like, go by WWE to go back. But, I mean, we now it's might not, it might still might not happen, but it seems more likely now people like the Young Bucks could go to WWE, right? Or, say, Brian, people who... Yeah, I don't know about... I don't oh, like the Bucks, but like, yeah, Pillman, sure, sure. Pillman Jr. I think would do yeah. great in WWE. I think he would do great in that system. But I, I'm, I'm again, I don't think the Bucks would. But I'm saying it could be more likely now. Yeah. Right. It uh, certainly M- MJF is like a guarantee. Oh, at MJF. This point. If he is, wasn't before, yeah. like he's fucking so yeah. there. Uh, January first, twenty twenty four, or whatever it is. Coming yeah. Like no, I mean, like I expect I, him to be on that episode of Raw. No, it's good because now we can probably see some of those indie people who we where we were like, we'll never see them on WWE. Now you probably can. Right. I, I think that's good for the business. And vice versa, I think it'd be kind of cool to see more, like, almost, not necessarily a talent trade, but have it feel like every once in a while, like, a bunch of people just switch or whatever. Like, they jump uh, back and forth. Yeah. 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 It, yeah be like, like seasons of a TV show or whatever. Like, you know, fresh blood every once in a while. Yeah. You, you guys like your Ricky Starks and, like, yeah. Will Hobbs and, like, some of these guys. Even, like, Hook. Like, look how freaking over he is in AEW. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he would be somebody that Triple H so. Right, yeah, like I could see, like I know WWE will never play ball with the other companies, but I, I would like to see them now find like add it into like another place you can go apply your trade, and then you can leave and go elsewhere, right? Because it yeah. kind of never felt like that before. I felt like it's an island unto itself. Now I like I feel like we can get that finally bridge from the island to the mainland. You're gonna have guys, I think, reinvent themselves on both ends, and that's yeah. what's gonna kind of be like. You're gonna have this constant reinvention of certain yeah. wrestlers, like they're not no. doing as well over here. Okay. They go over here. Yeah, yeah. And they could go and come back, right, too. Like, I still wouldn't be shocked if Cody goes back to yep. AEW eventually. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, and guys like MJF going over there, like, a, you know, Ricky Starks or somebody. Like, it'd be, it's yeah, be Ricky really, Starks really is another one I think we do great. Like, he's doing good now, yeah. but I think we do great in that system. He's kind of built for that. Yeah, yeah, he is for sure. But yeah. definitely some exciting stuff to, to potentially look forward to. Yeah. And uh, with with changes all about, it definitely feels like things are really shaking up. And uh, one of one of the things I, I wanted to, it, yeah, it is. It's like refreshing. It, exactly, it, it feels refreshing. Yeah. It's like I'm watching a different show. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm curious. As I said, I'm not really willing to jump fully back on board yet. But totally I, understand. Totally understand. I think within a few months, like I I might eventually start yeah, watching more. This is so fresh. We're only in what week three. Like, it needs time to breathe and to see, like, yeah. right now it, it feels fresh, but who knows it'll still feel like this by come Survivor Series. I hope so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but speaking of sort of shaking things up and everything, uh, you know, there's a lot of changes happening right now in WWE. One of the things that I think is sort of been uh, not a show that people really watch as much, that's sort mm-hmm. of looking like, I mean, they, they're not really sure where the future of this holds, but NXT UK is sort of done for the foreseeable future. Uh, they had tapings that were scheduled 
uh, coming up, and they have been canceled due to football and soccer coverage at BT Sports Studio. So they were not able to get the, the studio that they're normally able to get. And the quote here is that there's a lot of uneasiness within the crew. The next two television tapings were canceled. Uh, and, you know, here here Mel, Dave Meltzer is sort of talking about it. He says, but as you can imagine with talent, how the reaction is given is you can tape somewhere else. And shutting down tapings is never a good sign. Nobody really has been told any, anything. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, these tapings being canceled and a lot of uneasiness sort of being felt now. So uh, not a good sign for NXT UK, which, again, is a show that I don't think anybody really watches. Uh, there was a couple really great highlighted matches that I think people were able to see. One of those, obviously, or a couple of those being this uh, Dragonov and Balter rivalry that had two really, really great uh, matches come out of it. And oh, yeah. uh, so... I would be surprised if this sort of ends and gets folded back into regular NXT, like a lot of the guys that were on the roster over there, maybe come mm -hmm. over and work on 2.0. We'll see how it all goes. But, uh, yeah, this is just one of those things where you, I think you feel bad for, like, the talent, the people involved working with it more than anything. You do. It almost feels like the comparison I heard was it's like 205 Live was. It's a show that nobody really cares about. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, unfortunate there, but uh, it, it is what it is. That was sort of uh, some news that we we uh, didn't get a chance to talk about uh, up until mm -hmm. this point. But uh, we'll talk a few other news things here, and then we'll get into talking about uh, AEW. But uh, one of the things that uh, we sort of brushed upon, and I wanted to sort of circle back around to, is, uh, is Sasha and Naomi. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they, as well as all the other people that have been brought back, are sort of a, a lock to come back to WWE. And, you know, we had talked about, man, Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha, would be a great, like, boost for AEW for their women's division if they were able to get her and everything. But uh, now that Vince is gone, it seemed like most of the issues with these two were with Vince. Yeah. Uh, looks like they're, they're going to be back as soon as maybe Raw on Monday. Uh, so, unfortunate again, that Tony Khan wasn't able to sort of swoop in and sign like Dakota Kai or Sasha Banks here. But again, it just makes everything that much more competitive. And yeah. AEW's women's division, I think, is it is in a, not a great spot right now, unfortunately. Uh, definitely some stands out, standouts like Tony Storm and Britt Baker and everybody. But man, uh, it's just a, a, too bad. But uh, it will be exciting to see yep. them. Because there's two huge stars in the women's division. Don't back. be surprised if, if Sasha, by the time she retires, feels like Charlotte. She's good, was good under Vince McMahon, don't get me wrong. But just remember how great she was under Triple H and NXT. And now Triple H is running the show. Yeah. Like, those bangers with Bailey, those NXT takeovers. Like, we, we could potentially see that Sasha back, but, you know, more seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it will be interesting to see what they do with both of these characters. Uh, I feel like there's there, there's definitely some good stuff planned, but Agreed. just the women's division in general, like WWE's, it's crazy to say they've they've really yeah. uh, set the bar here. Uh, I still throw in Impact's Knockouts division; they're fantastic as well. But man, it's like WWE, uh, Impact, Joshi Pro, even Stardom. And then, like, all the way down the list is, is AEW right now. And it's really too bad because, like, 
there's some great talent in the, the AEW women's division, but just yes. not not at all on the level of what some of these no. other divisions. And now are they're, gonna be, they're gonna be putting a little more focus on the women, which we're already seeing. Like just in the last couple weeks alone, it feels it feels it feels like something new again. It feels like it, it did, like I said earlier, prior to WrestleMania 35, where it's like you had women doing more than just chasing the title. Yeah, yeah. So, man, this is a big boost for, for WWE's women's division. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, talking about AEW's division, which is really hurting right now, uh, took another blow recently uh, with Chris Statlander uh, having to have the same surgery that she just had on mm-hmm. her knee, now on her other knee. So, man, this sucks for Statlander, who was on a tear, uh, reportedly going to be given a big push, which I think would have involved with, uh, beating Jade Cargill. That's where it certainly seemed like they were leading. So, man, this, this again, really, really sucks. Going to be out for quite yeah. a few months, I'm sure, here, uh, having to get this, this surgery. So, uh, what a bummer, uh, again, just a huge blow for AEW. We're only what six months. Yeah, we're in August, so eight months into the year. And think about how many wrestlers have been injured like for a long so, time. Oh right? my god, so many injuries this year. It's just crazy. Yeah, and it feels worse than it did around WrestleMania 32 because now there's yeah. multiple companies that are going through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and huge stars too, like Chris yeah. Atlander, like Cody. You know, yeah. just the people that were lined up for these Becky. huge pushes. Becky Lynch, like these major pushes. Who will now have to be sidelined for months before they can sort of mm-hmm. fire that back up again. So it, sucks. Uh, it really sucks. I don't know what this means for Jade Cargill, who, again, it seemed like probably Statlander beating Jade at all out was something that was going to happen. I could see. How do you have I, Athena? I would say Athena's probably going to be likely now, just based on what we I saw. What was it? it wasn't this week's Dynamite? Was it last week? It was, it was on one, of, one of the shows. Yeah. We've had a lot the last couple of weeks with Rampage. did Battle of the Belt. Mm-hmm. Dynamite everything. So, yeah, uh, this 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 does suck. Uh, yeah, as Jeremy Miller is agreeing with us here, saying that she was probably in line to beat Jade at the pay per view. Yeah. But now, I guess I would say Athena's probably a good a good next one to go. And I, I actually think there's the potential for both women's titles to change hands at All Out with with uh, Athena potentially beating Jade and yeah. with Tony Storm. Potentially beating Thunder Rosa, I think that's that's something that like, we really need to freshen things up. I'm sorry, Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa, but this reign has just not worked. Yeah. And I think Tony Storm is the one to to have a really good reign at that time. And it could it could it could be an interesting story going forward from there with Thunderstorm, especially if Tony's the champ. Like you know, exactly. Yes, yeah. but at least it makes sense this time. Yeah, for sure. So uh, big big news there for sure. But uh, I think some other news that was maybe reported on uh, prematurely by somebody within the company, uh, speaking of pay-per-views here, Tony Khan was on Busted Open Radio and denied the rumors that were started by Dustin Rhodes, of all people, uh, that AEW was eventually going to move to two-day pay-per-views down the road. So, like, All Out being Saturday, Sunday, uh, Double or Nothing, Moving to two-day papers similar to what they've done with WrestleMania, <clears throat> it's it's funny because like Tony Khan was on there, and uh, the quote here when he was on from Busted Open Radio was hilarious. He says, "I saw a report that we were talking about doing two-day pay-per-views yesterday, and I was like, well, who said that?' And then I looked, and it was Dustin. 
Uh, I was like, why would Justin say that? I love Justin so much, but I was surprised that he said it because it's not something we've really internally seriously discussed. It. So pretty funny stuff there. But I do think that this is an interesting topic to bring up because I felt recently with the last couple of AW pay-per-views that they were too long with mm-hmm. not enough breaks at all. It was like six hours or more if you include the pre-show. And it was just like match after match after match after match with no real video packages or anything in between. So barely enough time to like get up and use the bathroom or get a snack or smoke a joint or whatever you want to do. And just like nonstop with too much as we just sort of were talking about with AEW. I love, I still, I love AEW, but I think Tony Khan is starting to do too much. And I feel like that I would almost prefer uh, Saturday, Sunday, three hour, two and a half to three hour show each night. Uh, where you could fit everybody in, and you could get all those matches, but it would be spaced out. I prefer the spaced out pay per view to sitting there for six hours straight, not being able to really get a chance to breathe. But uh, not going to be in the plans anytime soon. Uh, but what are your thoughts on all this? Uh, so, what I would like to see them do would make the rampage before a big a pay per view, two hour live show. That could be your other night. Um, have some, you know, have some, none of, some of the lesser matches, like they're all big matches, but some of the lesser ones on there, you could probably get away with doing two of them and give them room to tell the story. And I think, it, I think it would be good. I think, I think that's what they should do. Make the rampage before a live rampage. I like that idea a lot. They've tested out the two hour rampage yep, last year. Yep. With AEW Grand Slam, uh, which, uh, which and I not at. just that, not just that they also what was it right before Full Gear there was a live rampage I think as well uh, a live two hour rampage yeah so they 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 tested it out and proven it that I think it could work like I like I love that two hour rampage mm-hmm. at Grand Slam I think they'll probably do that again this oh, year well yeah uh, so that'll that'll be fun four hours of dynamite yeah. rampage and the, the, I won't be surprised if the rampage before All Out is going to be our, a two hour live show as well. It could be. And, yeah. you know, we've never really brushed upon it yet, but, like, uh, Rampage ratings have not been very good recently. They've been in, like, the high 300,000s, low 400,000s. But, again, that I don't know if CBS or TNT is particularly concerned about that because they're still, like, within the top 10 mm-hmm. on cable. And the ratings have been up a little bit recently with, like, the you know, Moxley being on there and title matches and everything. But, like, I feel like they need to do more of that. Like, Rampage has felt, like, at, at the beginning, it felt like the A show, uh, like another A show. It did, yeah. And there was some great wrestling and, like, some title matches and everything. And then it sort of dipped a bit, and it really felt like the B show in recent months. And I think recently they've started maybe trying to kick it back up again, but I feel like we need to do more of that. We need to treat each show mm-hmm. like it's an A show. You know, and like yeah. the, that's what dark dark elevation is for. Those are your B shows or your C and shows. And also, one know. of the downsides is that we have it taped right after Dynamite. So I mean, the crowd is probably not always into it as much as they would if it was live on Friday nights, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I am in favor of that. I am in favor of less time. We don't need four hour pay per views, as as Jeremy's saying here. Like, I think, well, again, the last one was, like, six hours. Like, Double Earthing was, like, six yeah. hours long. It was just, like, oh, yeah. it's just, it's too much. Four like, hours is my tap-out limit normally. Like, I will keep yeah. watching. By that point, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> give us give us a two-hour Dynamite, a two-hour Rampage, and, like, a three-hour page. Yeah. I'm even fine with uh, a half-hour show. If it gives three and a half. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect length. If Four hours if you include the pre-show, that's fine. 
but mm-hmm. like you know space it out a little bit like that's all i'm saying yeah. that, that's what i would suggest or do you like what wwe's been doing lately with their b pay-per-views is just less matches you don't need like 20 yeah. matches you don't need to put everybody on the pay-per-views yeah. like, which is what happened last time it really yeah. was yeah so uh, we'll see. Again, I feel like All Out's going to be ridiculous, like too many matches and like six hours long. So but I, that is a whatever. that is that is like my dream weekend right there, which just happens to be my birthday weekend because you've this got year, Cla- yep. yeah, because you've got uh, Clash of the Castle on the Saturday, and then you got All Out on the fourth, which is my birthday on the Sunday. So it's like woo! <laughs> yeah, how's it how's it pronounced? All Out. All Out. All Out. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to back-to-back weeks. I'm going to Dynamite two weeks in a row, man. Oh, I'm so hyped. Albany in, in, in our crash stadium. Nice. Oh, it's going to be a fun month coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, moving on, we can talk about some of the AEW that we saw. And uh, one of the shows that we did get a chance to review uh, was Battle of the Belts, which wasn't a lot. It was just like three uh, title matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I I thought that this was a really really solid show. It's I really like these. I haven't been able to watch, unfortunately. Ah, okay. Uh, it, but it, it was a really really solid show. These Battle of the Belt shows uh, are great because it's just like three matches, not even really any angles or anything in the middle, and that's it. And that's all you really need for like a, a one hour TV special like this. And it almost mm-hmm. feels like a almost like an NXT takeover where it's like just title matches. Oh, and I good. really, really like that. And the matches have all, all been, in, you know, very, very good, like good to great quality. Uh, the show kicked off with Wardlow against Jay Lethal, which was a really, really fun match. Uh, didn't last long as you would anticipate. Uh, Wardlow just killed him in the end, which is what we, we all wanted to see. Uh, and then we had Jamie Hayter taking on Thunder Rosa in what was probably the best AW women's match that I've seen this yeah. month for sure. Jamie uh, Hader got hurt. Jamie Hader got a, a little banged up there at one spot. I uh, hope that she's okay. Uh, I did like that the finish of this was Thunder Rosa getting the pin, but very shortly after, uh, Jamie Hader kicked out to make mm-hmm. it look strong. And I've seen this in the G1 a couple times as well recently, where like. Somebody gets a pin, but then they immediately kick out after the, the match has been counted, oh, which Logan. I feel like they don't. Yeah, it's a thing that they're starting to maybe bring back a little bit that I like. I feel like they should do more often to keep keep certain guys strong. Yeah. Hogan used to do that back in the day, like most noticeably was he did it at WrestleMania six, which is yeah. the thing with Hogan was he was going into business for himself. But yeah, it's it's an old tactic. It's an old tactic from back in the day. I really, really like it uh, a lot uh, for sure. Uh, and then our main event of this show was fucking awesome, Soda. Like, you got to find a way to watch at least this match because it was Claudio defending the ROH t- title against Kanosuke Takeshita. Yep. This absolutely ruled. If you want to see two guys beat the absolute shit out of each other, this is like a match that it, it could be attached to the G1 on New Japan World, and I wouldn't notice because it's like a G1 caliber tight okay. match here with these two guys. This is fucking awesome. Uh, hell of a match for Takeshita, too. Yeah, unfortunately, go yeah. out on for a little bit. This is sort of the end of his, uh, uh, what what do, what do you call it? His uh, excursion. Cool. Yeah, his tour, tour of the U.S. excursion. Um, and he is going back to Japan for a little bit, but uh, not for long, because I, I, somebody pointed out earlier that his Twitter profile has updated to say that he is a member of AEW. 
So oh. I would I would be surprised if he comes back in like a month or two or whatever it is, and then is announced officially as a member of the AW roster. Like, this guy, I, can, I can see Triple H going after him. That too, if he hasn't officially signed with AEW yet, uh, I think he has put pen to paper. Uh, he, it's just he has to finish excursion and probably go back and yeah. and do a bunch of dates that he had originally originally yeah. scheduled for or Japan first. But then I I would be surprised if this guy has has got it locked up to move to the states and mm. to be a member of the AW roster because man he's really good and he's, he's still young he's only like twenty six or something so man this this guy's super over and he's just has he just every match that I've seen him put on it, it's been absolutely amazing every time. yeah so uh, really really hoping to see more of Takeshita down the line and uh, a very very exciting prospect to look at there. Uh, but uh, we can move on and talk about shows that you did watch here, Soda, and that was uh, Dynamite and Rampage, if you do our usual review here. Uh, this week's Dynamite was uh, Quake by the Lake, which I thought was a, a pretty fun uh, title, and a hell of a show, man. The last, like, you know, as the criticisms aside that we mentioned about AEW earlier, I feel like the last three weeks of Dynamite have been oh, yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, starting with that uh, fight for the I think it was fight for the fallen show uh, in Worcester, uh, and then the week after that, and then this week uh, have been just really, really solid episodes of AEW Dynamite. And this yeah. week, just no punches uh, held back for sure, uh, in more ways than none here, because uh, we kicked off the show with the coffin match between Darby Allen and. Big bad Brody King, and man, that's just violence upon more violence. And they set the tone early, just with the guys getting busted open, bleeding all over the fucking place. Yeah. Uh, but man, this was a, a war of a match, and just a hell of a fun way to kick off AEW Dynamite. This is like absolutely ruled, yep. and of course Darby winning his match. He has not lost one of these yet. Uh, with, yeah, and some definitely some like. I was like, what the hell's going on here? We had House of Black coming out, a bunch of interference. Uh, but then, of course, Sting yeah. in the coffin coming out to provide the assist and with, help Darby get the win. With the eye thing? With the eye thing, yep. He, he took the mist, and he certainly uh, is adhering to that uh, really gimmick cool there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for sure. Like uh, Everybody that's taken this mist has been changed in one way or the mm -hmm. other. So uh, we'll see how that plays in. I mean, obviously... You're not turning standing heel or anything, but like his personality may be changing a little bit and the yeah. dynamic between him and Darby. Uh, but yeah, there was a great moment there where he you know, he tossed the bat to Malachi. And Malachi just like laughed it off. I, I really like that moment. And uh, yeah, hell of a finish. Uh, really, really great way to kick off Dynamite here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I love I love the ending because that's the thing. Like the last two times Darby and King have faced off against each other, Brody King's choked him out. And then dropped yeah. him on the apron. But that's the finish this time where it flipped it around. Darby strangled him with the chain and he just drops him. He rolls into the coffin. I was like, that was nice. great. Yeah. yeah. The whole, that whole spot was, was just really yeah. perfectly done. And it's like, it's classic, classic wrestling booking one on one. You get the heel, right. get those two uh, big victories prior mm -hmm. in the same fashion. And then the baby face uh, comes back in the end and gets the it's win and flips it, flips it on its head. Just You're right. Story telling one on one. That's all you need yep. to do. Yep. It's simple. It's really, really simple, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and look, I, look at Triple H over there in WWE now, kind of starting to do that a little bit more, you know? Who knew, who knew who a guy in the NWA would put wrestling back into sports entertainment? Who knew? It's not that hard, guys. It's not yeah. that hard. Uh, but we also had Moxley backstage, and I think the gimmick here that they're going to play into is the fact that he is the interim mm-hmm. AW champion, and he hates that. He hates that he's being called that. And he wants to be known as the AW champion. And, of course, Punk, the rightful champion. They're unifying the titles at All Out. The big, massive, big money main event oh. there. Cannot wait for that. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. Um, but uh, I, I feel like that's what they're doing. They're going to they're gonna really play into that AW interim thing here with this feud. Yeah, have, have Moxley play the heel in the match, I think, would work the best. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. A little bit. I mean, you're gonna. The crowd's gonna want to cheer for both of these guys. For sure, for sure. And I mean, yeah. they're both gonna go at it like balls to the wall. But give Moxley that edge in terms of get, make him do more heel stuff than Punk would. Possibly, and then maybe and we'll we'll talk theories as well. I'm sure as we get closer to All Out, but Punk potentially turning heel in that match or afterwards or eventually is something mm. I feel like might. I don't know. I want. I want some FTR for a little bit. So wait, wait a little bit, please. <laughs> wait a little bit. Maybe wait a little bit. Yeah. But uh, uh, we also had this just wild, insane lucha style match with Andrade and Roosh against the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix, and man, all sorts of every another crazy, finish. another great finish. All the crazy <laughs> flippy shit you would want with this finish that was just so so perfect. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I absolutely yeah. loved this match. There was a couple spots that were a little scary. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not going to lie, but yeah, just the, the storytelling was brilliant there with, with Penta having to take off his mask to make, make oh, the yeah. save, oh, my God. They, they lose anyway. Oh, so great. Yeah. Alex, uh, the, the, the manager gives him the, the mask. Yeah. Gives him the alternate mask. Uh, the bad guys throw it into the crowd. I love the crowds. Throw it back. Throw it back. Yeah, um, and then they don't, and then they boo the guy that kept it. I mean, really, yeah. like, if that was you, you wouldn't throw it back. It's a fucking mask. No. Like, I'm going to take that home and hang it on my mask. Well, I was actually thinking that while watching it. Like, could you imagine? They probably didn't plan for him to throw it back, but could you imagine if he just did? Like, how much of a rent did that <laughs> throw into the thing, right? Um, well, man, Roosh's bull horn, what is it called? The bull rush? Oh, my bull rush, yeah, Jesus. Oh, that looked like it hurts. Yeah, Roosh is something else, man, isn't he? Well, also the way Phoenix sold it, he sold it like oh, wide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you put these four guys in the ring together, yeah. and even with Andrade working for injury, like, you're going to get magic. Yeah. Like, this was just really, really a fucking spectacle. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I would call it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. The bull horns. That's the finishing. Yeah, that's what you yeah. Bull son of a dear God. You got gored. Bull horns on, on to Phoenix, and then uh, Andrade hitting the hammerlock DDT. Yeah. That's how they get the win. But yeah. uh, good stuff here. Good stuff for sure. Uh, we also had the backstage segment with, man, again, great storytelling. Uh, they set up the reunion of the Elite last mm-hmm. week, which was a massive moment. That would have easily been my, my moment of the week last week uh, was was Hangman making the save and seemingly rejoining with the Bucks. Um, then they go backstage and they ask Hangman to be their partner for the Trios oh. tournament. And Hangman declines and says that he needs to be in the corner for the Dark Order. So he has been forgotten the last couple of years, which is like, hey, long-term yep. storytelling. Who knew? Right? 
And he also mentions that they need somebody who has not turned their back on them. So, Kenny Omega is returning next week to be the mystery partner of the Young Bucks and team against... Uh, I mean, it's, it's pointing to Brandon Color, but it has to be Omega. It's Kenny Omega. Which is, I mean, which is like, okay, was he working us, what was it, like a month ago when he was saying, like, his, like if his rehab is going like this, he's going to retire? Like, was he working us? He may, ha- he may have been, and also we reported right before we left, I kind of got overshadowed by Vince retiring, but uh, Kenny Omega basically reported that he is going to return imminently. That was like a few weeks ago. That okay. he's been cleared to wrestle, and that he will be back uh, very, very soon. So I think 1,000% that Kenny Omega will be making his big return next week as the mystery partner for the Bucks. As faces? On, as baby faces, yeah. yes. And I think, uh, it, uh, unless he's got Don Callis with him, but no, I think he, he's just going to, you know, they're going to set it up. Bucks are going to be there, going to be waiting for somebody to yeah. come out. Then you hear the, I hear the, whatever it is. But, and then, uh, yeah. And the tournament, and then who's probably the first defense, the undisputed elite, because they're not in the tournament. Yes, what? yes. Tyler's theory is that uh, uh, the Elite wins the tournament and that their first defense is against the Undisputed Elite mm. at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Because like, that would be a big, big match there for that show. Yeah. I also think we're going to get CM Punk against Brian Danielson for the AW title. So awesome as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely curious to see how that goes. I do think Kenny Omega is making his big return next week. Yeah, uh, Brian Alvarez's interesting theory is that the Dark Order have this like Cinderella story run on the other side of the bracket because uh, that would be a huge storyline thing as well to have Kenny Omega and the Bucks against the Dark Order in the finals with Hangman Page in their corner and that plays into the story as That'd well. Cool. So that's I like that theory a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was Tyler, somebody was saying like he just thinks that Dark Order is going to get murdered by House of Black next week. And that's certainly possible, but I feel like a big upset, you know, Buddy Matthews can certainly take the pin. Uh, yeah. Big Cinderella story there with, with Dark Order. Uh, I think would be really cool. With Sting and Darby Allen, like, you know. Yeah, I think Sting and Darby Allen are more in the, the other tag. Now that we have multiple tag divisions, we got the trios, right. and we got the other belts. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, Darby and Sting are going to be off doing something else maybe yeah. their feud they, i think the feud of house of black is going to continue maybe that yeah maybe they come out and they That's what somehow so you're saying yeah, they come out somehow to not necessarily help the dark order win but yeah. like play into the play into that storyline yeah, yeah just because of the way it ended with malachi black and singing I'm like okay there's gonna be more to come here yeah i i think we're gonna get malachi and brody against Sting, Darby, yeah. Sting and Darby at some point, or Sting, Darby, and somebody else against the those three, uh, mm-hmm. whoever that whoever that might be. But yeah, uh, Danhausen. That's that's my pick. Oh, yeah. Danhausen, Darby, and Sting against the House of Black. Give me that match now, Sammy. Stinghausen. Oh wow, <laughs> Stinghausen. Yes. <laughs> Can you just imagine oh, doing <laughs> Yeah. So uh, look. Go back to the the uh, other show here that we were talking about. Uh, we had Luchasaurus murdering uh, poor Anthony yeah. Henry here, and I, I don't think uh, Luchasaurus is, is still. I don't think he's friend. I think he's gonna. There's gonna be a big swerve, and he's gonna turn back on Jungle Boy because he, he's still dark and evil. Like, why would you have Kanosaurus over here? If you, he's just gonna. 
it's weird. It's a weird one. Yeah, and especially with the with the aftermath after the match backstage where he just kicked the where he headbutted Pat Buck. It's like, oh, what's going on yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's still being corrupted by Christian, and that's all part of Christian's diabolical mm-hmm. plan uh, to take out the Jungle Boy on on route to uh, probably an inevitable match at All Out. Oh yeah, um, but match. yeah, that will be. Uh, we also had uh, Miro backstage. He gets a, 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 an attempted seduction by Julia yep. Hart there from House of Black, but he says no. Yes, uh, there's only one woman that can touch me, and you are not her. <laughs> It's really funny because, like, they've been teasing Lana uh, to join join him for forever now. But uh, Brent Alvarez made a funny comment recently where he was like, it's almost like Miro is just writing her into his promos and Tony Khan's like, nah, man, it's not happening. Sorry. Like, we don't, we don't need your wife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, how much of that's her, too, though. Like, if she's just, you know, taking a break over for a while, yeah. Which is fine because it's like you don't necessarily need her there yeah. with all these references to her. For those who you know, know, everybody no. knows. Yes. <laughs> and that's most of the fans watching. So. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just kind of adds that intrigue. It's like, you know she's out there. But it's, yeah. I don't know, it's the way he talks about her. For me, it's good enough because I like it. It just plays into his character. I almost prefer that she's, like, at home waiting yeah. for him to come back every time. Like, she doesn't yeah. need to be there with him. She can be what, what exactly. he goes back to every night. Yeah. You know? She's there, but she's not there. Like, you just, you know she's around. Yeah, yeah. You feel her presence even though so you don't actually yeah. see her on television. Um, but yeah, we uh, we also had uh, a, a couple promos. We had Powerhouse Hobbs backstage and set up later stuff with mm-hmm. Ricky Starks, of course. Uh, Team Taz is done. That was a big uh, uh, story beat that happened. Out of nowhere. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm cool with it, especially considering what they're doing with Hook. Yeah. Uh, and, and Starks, so. that, dude's, that dude's a face. Yep. Uh, we also had Jay Lethal, who wants another match with Wardlow. Uh, no, we don't need that. I would much rather see Wardlow take on Satnam Singh than mm. just the Battle of the Giants. I'd yes. much prefer that, especially since they teased a spot where Wardlow almost hit the powerbomb on, on him. So uh, that's something that everybody wants to see that they can certainly build to. That's probably a pay-per-view match, I would yep. think, that's, potentially. That's definitely a pay-per-view match, or at least a big dynamite match or something like that. But yeah. I uh, I was like, okay, cool. He's gonna beat them all on his own, and then of course you hear FTR join him. I'm like, okay, yes. we've got friends, man. He's got yeah. friends. <laughs> the the, uh, the reunion, by the way, of FTR. The pinnacle, and, uh, pinnacle and reunion. Yes, yeah. Pinnacle reunion. There. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, look at all those title belts on their pose. Oh my and, god! Wow. <laughs> so many. So many between belts. the three of them. That's nuts. It's yeah. amazing what uh, ditching MJF did for those guys. Huh? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, again, God, I love me. You know me. I love me some FTR. They're the best. They really are, man. Like they, they are massively over, and they're just they're on the hell, the run of their fucking career yeah. right now. So, uh, you love to see it. You absolutely oh, yeah. love to see it. You also love to see Anna Jay choking out uh, jokes <laughs> backstage. Uh, uh, there's certain. I certain it was people. Rebel. That it might have been. Uh, <laughs> It could have been Rebel standing in to get choked out here, but hey, look, uh, there's some people that aren't into this. I, I, it's over with me. I, I absolutely yeah. love Anna Jay just choking blokes out. It's fucking great. Like, it's, giggle every that's time. all you need to do. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah, need to do much forever. It's like, well, easy. <laughs> yeah. A- Anna J.0 or whatever the hell she's called. Anna J.S. 
uh, Anna yeah. Jash. That that ha- that has to be making fun of Nikki Ash. Oh, it might be. Yes, sports entertainment here, everybody. Sports yeah. entertainers. Yeah, gotta love it for sure. Uh, Ricky Starks destroying Aaron Solo here. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks also more over maybe than he's ever been right now as a baby mm-hmm. face as a result of the Team Taz breakup. Uh, I'm getting. Yep, another pay per view match. I mean, we keep mentioning all these matches. They're, we talked about it. It's going to be a stacked card again, guys. It's going to be like six hours. Sorry. Just the way yeah. it's going to be. But uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs, probably the match for, for that pay-per-view as well. And uh, I, I, I got to say, I have been enjoying the, uh, the the aftermath of Team Taz breaking up. There have been some yeah. really good stuff as a result of it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely some good stuff. I mean, Hook's do, on his own doing his own thing, so hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had, oh yeah, Nick Carabarato, who looks completely different, uh, without his beard. I didn't even think it, I didn't even realize it was him at first. He looks like, like oh, a pimp. the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he's like a pimp boss. Ridiculous. He looks like Michael J, Michael Hayes threw up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also ridiculous was, uh, Billy Gunn backstage berating his children for losing his signature, the one match that made him famous. Uh, he's like simultaneously burying himself as he's cutting this promo well it's because he gets it he's in on the joke (laughs) yeah exactly um but uh tyler made another good point to me recently he says the acclaimed are like the apart from ftr they're like the other most over tag team like they're more over than yeah uh uh, the jet the champions with with Swerve and Our Glory, so... It's interesting. I was watching them, like, as heels, I'm like, eh, that just wasn't... I mean, I was taking them to a degree to, like, their for the wrestling, just wasn't digging the gimmick, and then watching them in the dumpster match, and them actually being, doing that gimmick, but it's faces, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're better as faces. Like, they are. The baby face gimmick. Oh, now it's I every, get it. It's in their slogan. Everybody yeah. loves the acclaim. You know? Yeah, and no, it's literally like I, I get it. It was no that, that dumpster match. Like we weren't able to talk about it. That was fun. That was a good match. That like, was great. Yeah. Was, it's such a fun time. They basically did the same match and fully and with the uh, same ending and everything. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, but it was great. It was like, yeah. look, it, I, I, I really love it at times in pro wrestling when they go back and they basically just do the same match. That mm-hmm. has been like a, a classic that's been done before. It's yeah. like a really good band doing a really good cover of a song you really love. We, we had Jax and Cash face off each other, and I know a lot of people were complaining about it. Oh, they're just doing the, the you know the greatest spots. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I want to see a really good cover. One, yeah. you know, once in a while, and that's that's what that is. Is kind of the equivalent of that. In, in yeah, they were making their matches mean something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that, that dumpster match. I I recommend people go watch that. That that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, moving on here uh, with the show. I look, I you know, I've I've had issues with people like burying the women's division and burying Jade Cargill in the past in certain matches that I people were shitting all over that I didn't think were as bad as people were saying. Unfortunately, this is the case of. where I'm agreeing with people uh, here with Madison Rain and Jade Cargill. Uh, this match was a little rough uh, yeah. to watch. Uh, Madison Rain, somebody that I thought bringing in would be a really good asset for the women's division as like a trainer and a coach, but I don't think we need to be seeing her wrestle on television. I never thought she was all that great in Impact 
and her big run there. And unfortunately, yeah. this match just didn't really do it for me. But Jade Cargill is still massively over and is a star. And in that regard, uh, that's great. But uh, it, I think uh, it might be time to have Athena uh, win this belt. Uh, so I, have a I hate to say. Okay. This is the very first time I've seen Madison Rain wrestle. Okay. I uh, because I, I I used to watch TNA back in the day, but by the time I'd fallen off, it was just prior to the Beautiful People, okay. so I, I missed I missed it. Like so, I, I know I know more about her through Reputation. So this was my first first time seeing her wrestle. I didn't think this match was that bad. Okay, um, it, was, it wasn't horrible. But it wasn't, I didn't think it was bad. It was just it was meh at best. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sure. I, it wasn't again. It wasn't horrible. No, it, it just wasn't. Wasn't something that I was like, I was right. kind of like checking my phone and like, I don't know. Yeah. It, I guess it, was, it felt more like a way to introduce Madison Ring to the crowd. It was what it, what it was. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's another good point. Um, but we did we did talk about this a little, a little bit already. I think Athena beating Jade is something gonna ha- that's going to happen. And then they also set up. Yeah. Yeah. They also set up the rematch with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. And I, I think uh, certainly that'll be. Another potential title change there, mm-hmm. but um, let's let's talk about let's talk about the main event here because this was so awesome. I love this so much. It was Chris Jericho back in full on Lionheart gimmick, shaved everything <laughs> against John Moxley, who has just been on a hell of a run here as yeah. AEW interim champion. Who he hate, he hates being called that, but. Man, what a fucking match this was. These two guys beat the crap out of each other and blading and just blood all over the place. And uh, Jericho putting Moxley in the walls for seemingly five minutes straight. The whole felt like five yeah. fucking hours. Of, yeah. I think as we're doing the show, uh, John Moxley is still in the walls of Jericho as we yeah, speak. Throughout the whole commercial. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. This was something else, man. Yeah. No, uh, and also Jericho, man, coming out to White Zombie. Yes. Like, right on, man. Like, he really went all out right down to the old tights and everything. It was it was fun. Now, what's funny is this. is He's not the last student. He never got trained in the dungeon. Um, <laughs> That's and, part, of, part of the gimmick, so to... I know, but to me, it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But also, it's, yeah. it was a little weird seeing Jericho wrestle technically like this because I've never really seen it. But he knows what he's doing. And you're right, man. This match was was gangbusters. I would. Yeah. It, it almost lives up to the first one. It was. It is mm-hmm. nearly as good. I, I mean, if, if it wasn't for another match that I'm going to talk about here in a right. minute, uh, this would have been my match of the week. But my it, only man, issue with it is. I this matches like this where I hate commercial breaks. <laughs> where I'm happy that I have the uh, the fight TV thing. Uh, yes, going I'm up. doing it off of t- TSN up here. Yeah, going going through the uh, back door a little bit if you would, um, but we're certainly worth it for the Zunte. <laughs> if, if I didn't have to subscribe to the WWE Network through my cable company, I would cancel my cable and I would only get fight TV with the AEW Plus stuff, and I would pay okay. the network and I'd be good. But unfortunately, I can't. So I'm taking the AEW cable right now. So yeah, um, but uh, let's uh, talk about Rampage here, uh, which was uh, another so- pretty solid show. The kickoff. First one I've watched the- in a couple weeks. Yep, 
kicked off Brian Danielson uh, coming out, cutting the promo oh. on David Garcia, which was uh, just a great The moment where he grabbed him up and look at me. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And this this is a violent uh, the Blackpool combat club version mm-hmm. of Brian Danielson. And uh, continuing the feud with Daniel Garcia, which has set up a two out of three falls match yes. on Wednesday, which I cannot, that could, that is potentially go like an hour. That could be like half mm-hmm. the fucking show right there. Um, but, uh, man, good stuff here. You think they're going to turn Garcia eventually? Eventually? Eventually. If the way the promo ended, it felt like it. Like maybe this might play into something like that. But Calling him out for being a sports entertainer. Do you really want to be... Uh, the greatest, the greatest sports, technical, technical sports, sports entertainer, or the greatest wrestler in the world, the greatest technical professional yeah. wrestler in the world. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's up to you there, Garcia. Yeah, like, and, you, know, and the, you can tell Daniel says walking out like this. If you actually look at Garcia, you can actually see him like thinking it over, like pondering you know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting one to watch. That's yeah, gonna be. Great, great uh, I can't wait for that match next week. Man, yeah. two out of three falls. These guys are gonna kick the ever-loving crap out of each other. Uh, we also had a mixed tag match with Sammy Guevara, the newlyweds, Guevara, Ty, Guevara, Mello, whatever the fuck her name is now, uh, taking on the, the very cute boyfriend-girlfriend couple of uh, Dante Martin and this guy. Are they? Yes, uh, they have been for a little bit here. That makes sense. Okay, because I was walking up and ups and downs this morning, and, they, and Simon Miller commented on it. He's like, this is a random pairing. And I'm like, yes, it is. But now yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's very cute. They're both very young yeah. and they're very cute. So Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had this match, which was actually, I, I thought, a lot of fun at times. Right. You know, it wasn't like a blow away or anything, but uh, it was for these mixed tag triple A belts yeah. that Sammy and Ty have. And, and yeah, they just got married. They had their honeymoon. They're not going to lose these belts anytime soon. So no. uh, it was certainly. Uh, one of those where it was where what it was. As we yeah, it was, it was okay. <laughs> we also had a match set to set up the both the trios tournament and the return of one Will Ospreay, who I'll talk about again here. Yeah, right when right. I saw him in the bracket, was like dope. <laughs> Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Yeah. Uh, right after the G1 ends on the August 24th episode of Dynamite, so that's two weeks, taking on Death Triangle. Uh, in the trios tournament, so man, that's another one that's going to be. Who's going to go over on that one? Oof. I don't know. It could go either way. I, I think probably uh, Death Triangle, but really? uh, you think they bring in the United Kingdom and to have them lose? United, em- United Empire, yeah, they they could yeah, potentially yeah. Uh, win, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we also had Parker. I almost said Scarlet Bruder. Not uh, Parker Boudreaux here, no relation. <laughs> uh, the former Harland for NXT, uh, who definitely resembles a young Brock Lesnar. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely murdering Sonny Kiss. Uh, Sonny Kiss, who we'll talk about again a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, this was also set up on Dark. So if you watch Dark mm. this week, this was all set up. Uh, prior to, yeah. to the squash match here and then the angle that happened later. I noticed um, it more, let me see Parker later, but the compar- I can I, I the comparisons to Brock, I think, goes a little bit further than just his look because some of the yeah. way he's doing some things and the way he was like, Argh! I was like, that's Brock circa 2002. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he not just resembles him, but he's... He's like the next, literally the next Brock's Brock Lesnar in terms of the way he's presenting himself, the way he's doing his moves in the ring. Like, holy shit. 
Yeah, could be. There's potential there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, I, I saw a lot of people like really mad that they that this guy was signed. Uh, those news. I morning, thought he already Tony, was. Tony, I thought he was too. Tony Khan tweeted out that uh, he put out the graphic. This guy is is all elite. And mm-hmm. look, he's still pretty green, but like I I think there's potential there. I think people are too quick to yell and scream about Tony Khan signing yet somebody else to an already bloated roster. But I, I think you know this this guy. Uh, again, a lot of potential, as well as Takeshita. If both of these guys were just recently signed, then I'm all for it. Because, again, yeah. it's not like you sign everybody to be this massive star right away. Like, no. you're, you're building up the future roster as well. And, and the world like, is, like this is part of it. As, as, like, the muscle who's just there to murder. Right. He, he's, he's doing fine. Like, he's, he's perfectly cast right now. Yes, yes. I, I would agree with that. Um, we also had... Beardhausen, which I absolutely love that name. And the, the team up, what a random, weird ass team up of Danhausen and Eric Redbeard here. But yeah. uh, this was certainly fun while it lasted. They weren't beating Gun Club here, obviously. No. But uh, Gun Club as well uh, definitely get a little bit of a push despite losing, losing that yeah. dumpster match. Uh, and I think there's more, there might, I don't know if the, the dumpster match feels like it should have ended the feud with them. And and the acclaimed, but I don't know. There might I feel like there's a little bit more there. No, I think it's done because I think that they're actually going to go with Stokely because. He, oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. Because last week when he uh, was it last week? Yeah, when he recruited Ethan Page, he tweeted out a picture, and it's like you had you had Ethan Page, you had oh God, I can't remember who the other person is off the top of my head. Um, uh, Lee Moriarty. Then, Lee Moriarty, yes. And then yeah. you had two blank spots. It was like he looked like he was he was like filling in a card's uh, is yeah. his is is sheet or whatever for a stable. So He's it's building like, a new stable. Yeah, I think those are the two that is going to be that's going to fill those two spots. I like that they're having Stokely manage like different factions because he's yeah. got like Jade Brand, but he's also going to be managing this probably mm-hmm. this new faction, uh, and it's almost feels separate. And I kind of like that that they're doing like Stokely yeah. is such a he's like maybe one of the best managers out there right now that's not Paul Heyman. But you know my favorite, I, oh, I 100% agree with you. But my favorite thing about this segment, though, was the guy standing next to Stokely. I don't know if you're looking at him. It's just like, well, the whole thing's going on. He's just like hamming it up. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah he's doing some weird faces. Kudos yeah, to you, dude. Even Stokely it. called him out on and on. on, 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 on yeah, that's why you pay the 1500 bucks for the front row, I guess. That's um, how much? But, yeah, I think so. <laughs> front row, man. Like, yeah, although I, I thought I, I paid I paid like sixty bucks for those seats for Impact, so um, yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we also had uh, a, a feud being set up with Swerve in Our Glory, probably taking on a private party. Yeah, That's a good was... like rampage match. That doesn't necessarily need to be on yeah. pay per view or anything. You think they're gonna? Um, you think uh, you think Isaiah Cassidy or Mark Quinn are gonna get a higher launch this time around? <laughs> Uh, potentially. Said the record. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how how much uh, Keith Lee's been working out in the gym recently, which I think is right. the answer is always a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we also had a, a very odd segment. This was the weak part of the show for me with Hook coming out, who's great. I love Hook. But this Zach Clayton guy, who the fuck is this? So, why is he challenging Hook? Uh, I don't is, really understand. This is from um, again, Seven Miller and ups and downs. But I guess the guy he is actually uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
reality show personality. He actually is, but he has actually wrestled on Dark and Dark Elevation. Has actually picked up a couple wins. Still okay. don't know the guy from Adam, but I, mean, <laughs> I but watched. Dark, I watched Dark, and I still didn't know. Who and, and that's like, what's maybe I've seen it's like. Before. I watch. I yeah. watch it all, and I okay. So it's yeah. like whatever. Like I, I don't know who this guy is. It's it's fine. It'll be on Rampage. You talk on the mic, whatever. But that's yeah. not it. Uh, that will be on Rampage. I will go through the lineups here. I will not do it at Excalibur speed. One day I've got nice. <laughs> I think I could do it. I, I'm here to give you the slow version, so just in case you missed something. Yeah, one but day I will do it. AEW Dynamite House of the Dragon special episode next week uh, with a lot of dragon, dragon, dragon-themed matches yeah. here, uh, including Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, the Dragon Slayer against the American Dragon in a two out of three falls match, which I think could potentially kick off the show and go from about 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. Yeah, uh, Eastern. which is really smart because if if you if you put it later in the show, it might kind of tip the hand that it might go long, whereas yeah. the beginning, yeah. beginning has potential to go deep for sure. Uh, we also have the Gun Club taking on the Varsity Blondes in a This Match Is Just There match. Varsity Blondes are dead. Uh, yes. Uh, we also have Tony Storm against Kylan King, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, the name I've heard in a while. Haven't seen Kylan King in a bit, uh, so mm-hmm. happy to see her and especially get some TV time here. Uh, most likely will lose to Tony Storm in a decisive fashion, but uh, still very exciting to see her back on yep. TV. And then we uh, most likely will be the main event. I think these AW Trios matches are going to start being more and more like in that main event slot. And this one for sure, because it's going to be the return of Kenny Omega teaming with the Young Bucks, taking on Andrade, Roosh, and keeping with the theme, Dragon League. So yes. who is the awesome. third member of, of that group? Uh, Dragon League. the younger brother of one of them? Yes, he is. He's the, the younger brother of Roosh. Okay. And uh, he's been on Ring of Honor. He's been in the world title picture a bunch. Uh, okay. New Japan. He's been all over the place. Uh, again, uh, along the same talent at you know level as an Andrade or a Rush. He's just fucking gotcha. crazy. Okay. All sorts of flips and all sorts of crazy shit. So okay, cool, cool, cool. This is this match could be like you know one of those that gets a five star rating from Meltzer uh, if it's on that level because it, it very well could be. Has potential. I like that. It definitely does. Uh, for next week's Rampage, we have Hook versus Zach Clayton in a whatever match. We have Swerve in our glory taking on Private Party for the AW Tag, Ta- Tag Team Champions uh, Chips. And then we also have, uh, for the Trios Championships Tournament, Best Friends against the Trust Busters. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely a fun-looking uh, card on paper for Rampage as well. Looking forward to all that. And then our main event for this week's Rampage was Orange Cassidy taking on Arya Divari uh, in what was also a very, very fun match. Very fun match for sure. But I think the big angle everybody's talking about at the end, after Orange Cassidy gets the win, Sonny Kiss, of all people, comes out yeah. and seemingly helps uh, get the save for Orange Cassidy after the beatdown, but then uh, turns, his, turns their back and boots... Cassidy right in the the uh, in, in the plugies and uh, and joins the trust clusters. So <laughs> Sunny kicked Orange in the tangerines. <laughs> there you go. 
look, I am happy to see Sonny Kiss on television. That's what I definitely have to say about this. Somebody that I think has been underutilized by AEW. And uh, a heel Sonny Kiss is something that I was like, whoa, that's, yeah. that has potential right there. Especially with a yes. group that's like, it's just kind of whatever. It's Arya Divari and freaking guy from TNA from all the way back then, back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. Slim, Slim J, no. all people. Uh, so, yeah, uh, an interesting angle here. I, yeah, I am in favor of it. It was I, up in, okay. So when I saw Sonny come down and like try to stop Parker, it's like okay, I've seen enough wrestling to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> but everything leading up to that, I was just like, I would not have if that Sonny Kiss turning heel would not have been on the bingo card. Yeah. I thought yeah. that that's a perennial face, but you know what? Now I'm curious to see what's going to happen here. I am. I am for sure. Uh, look, we did do our ratings here. If you haven't seen the show before. Uh, it's thumbs up and thumbs down, but with a, a twist. Yep. Uh, greatest di- uh, greatest episode ever, worst episode ever. No thumbs in the middle, so it will rip your thumb off if you give it a thumb in the middle rating. Uh, but I'm going to say that I think both shows were the greatest shows ever this week. Uh, I, they both get a thumbs up for me. Uh, Rampage definitely had like a little bit of a dip there with the hook mm-hmm. segment, but I think everything else was enough to sort of carry it over and give it give it that rating. So uh, I would I would give the that rating for both shows. What about you, sir? I'm going to go all across the board, including Raw and SmackDown in this. All nice. four. Best show. All four shows. All four. Greatest show yeah. ever. I love yeah. it. I love it. Hey, way, isn't that great to say that? Right? Like, the way WWE is, is just inserting that little bit of wrestling there makes all the difference in the world, and it's a, it's, it's a better product at the moment. But, again, like I said earlier, give it a little bit of time. Absolutely. Uh, all good shows this week. I think it's it's a yep. now even better of a time to be a pro wrestling fan because there's right? a lot that's out there. And before we go on to our match and bone of the week, I want to give you all an update. We've talked about this before on the show already. It is Dave Meltzer's list of wrestlers that have had the most five star or more matches. And we have an update to the list, everybody. Will Ospreay has surpassed Kenny Omega. On the fucking Revolution Fair, yeah. more, more stars and matches list. You still got the Legends, Masawa at 25, Kobashi at 23. Kazuchika Okada, though, uh, especially now with the G1 going on and everything, potential to move himself up the list even more. The Legend, Kawada there at 21, but now Will Ospreay is closing in on everybody here at 20 matches. The 20 fucking eight year old. Will Ospreay, yeah. whoever he is, uh, with 25 or 25 or more five-star matches from the Wrestling Observer here, uh, just edging out Kenny Omega, who, again, somebody who could also shoot up this list when all is and said think, and done. think he's coming back healthy. Yes. What great matches he had while injured. <laughs> oh, my God. If that freaking Vertigo thing, you know, if he can get that under control, like, man... Mm-hmm. Especially Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay is something that we could see right. online. Right, like got their thing going online, like Forbidden Door Two. Like, oh, oh yeah. man, yeah, the this... Tokyo Dome. It has to be in the freaking Tokyo Dome. Yeah, it, it very well could. But that leads us into our uh, match and moment of the week. And match of the week uh, for me was this Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi match. Holy shit, from the G1. You guys, 
This is from August 6th, so it's still like kind of within the window here. Last Saturday, uh, I believe it was That's on funny. the 6th. Uh, yeah, here, let me uh, uh, let me get my, my G1 thing here. I feel like Meltzer. Oh, oh no, 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 that's last Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so it was last Saturday. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi. Everybody, go out of your way to watch this match. It was absolutely incredible. Five and a half stars from Dave Meltzer. Uh, one of the best matches of the year that I've seen. And these two guys, every fucking time, every time they have a match, it's like an all-time classic. And they did not let down as as well uh, this time around. That's my match of the week. But I also got to shout out uh, the next night from the 7th, Zuchiko Okada versus Jonah. Another really awesome, awesome G1 match. Guys, if you like pro wrestling, go watch these matches. They're really, really fucking good. Uh, but I also really loved Chris mm -hmm. Jericho and John Moxley on Dynamite. So uh, three that I had a hard, tough time picking between, but I think that that Osprey Shingo match being a match of the year contender, uh, just that that's gotta be my, my match. But uh, what about you, Soda? So, yeah, no, mine, mine is Moxley Jericho. Like, I was thinking, like, if it had been last week, it would have been there would have been a few WWE matches that would have been contender, but this week there wasn't really that outside of the Mox Jericho match that really stood out to me from what I watched. So, it's good that that's feels like a cop out, but not really because it was a damn good match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, moment of the week, I think, mm -hmm. has to be. The return of one CM Punk. Uh, this this was something that I think was obviously going to happen eventually. I think it was maybe a week too sooner than yeah, I thought I, it might be. Thought it be out longer. Yeah, I thought he might be out a, a couple weeks yeah. longer. Maybe not even have the match at all out, but for sure now it's going to mm. be Moxley and Punk at all out. Holy shit! I cannot Happy wait. Happy birthday to me. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that's my moment of the week. I got got to have it be CM Punk for sure. Okay, so mine is actually from SmackDown last night. So right. I'm going to start okay. seeing this right before. It's uh, you've probably seen it on the internet already, but it's right before the contract signing for uh, Liv and uh, Shayna for Clash of the Castle. Ronda Rousey jumps the rails, comes in holding a duffel bag, and she's just like, "Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be here." Oh, by the way, I heard I I, I, I was told I was fine. So she dumps out all this cash on the table. It's, it's like. Yeah, I doubled it, and this is the line she gives. Being the baddest gets expensive, but I can afford it. Nice. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, that's the Ronda I want. What was the, the uh, Ronda. yeah, what was the crowd reaction to that? Oh, they cheered. Ronda was cheered the whole time. They were team Ronda. And I'm like, okay, okay, I think, I think, I think Triple H is the guy for Ronda. They're not going to cook her as this awkward baby face. They're going to let her be Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You know what we need? We need from Ronda Rousey. We absolutely need. Say one more hate. More okay. hate, yes. More hate, mate! Yep. Yes, we need more heat. Yep. More heat from Ronda Rousey, please. And there was a little more after that because as she's leaving the ring escorted, it was funny. She's like, I was getting out of the ring willingly and he let send out security. Really? Um, but no, she, Shayna came out. Because there's a story of the next segment, and they look at Shane. She's like, "What are you doing? Like, there's rules here. You're supposed to play the rules." And Ronda just looks at her and says, "You used to be a killer." I walked off. Nice. Like, Another okay. good line. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, that's okay. my map for the week. Is that entire segment? Ronda nice. Rousey SmackDown. It was. It was a good segment. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, there we go. That's uh, pretty much going to do it for us here today, everybody. A lot of stuff that we had. We kind of went through, um, but really, really appreciate your support. 
I know we've got a lot of people watching on replay now, so really appreciate that. I know we're on Saturday afternoon. A lot of people out, out in the boot, as we like to say, doing all sorts of stuff, especially right now, sort of in the middle of summer, towards the tail end of summer. So I uh, really, really appreciate you all. Again, if this is your first time checking us out here on Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button and uh, hit the bell, too. I have that on my phone. It's really awesome. Even, you know, for the shows that I'm on, it'll it'll get, send me a little notification uh, to remind me, oh, yeah, I should probably hop in and, and do the show uh, a half an hour before that. So uh, uh, definitely helpful there to hit that notification bell. But uh, so to any other uh, shows or anything you got coming up that you'd like to pull? Uh, just the usual stuff over the Northern Entertainment Group. We went the tape, squared slice, Northern Countdown, and of course this show, and of course Soda underscore the underscore Saxman on Twitter. I I don't tweet out as much as I used to, but I mean I, I still like I still retweet a lot of stuff that makes me happy during the day, or you know wrestling content, just that type of stuff. So same, I'm with you there, man. And uh, also on Twitter at Dagan SB. That's D A G A N S B. Really would appreciate you following me over there. Uh, just, I don't post a lot either. A lot of like links to shows that I'm doing and that's yeah. primarily. But again, some really funny thing in wrestling. I'll I might share. Oh, one hundred percent. Like to one hundred percent. But uh, definitely catch us here. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt Munoz for the return of any given Schmodey, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking greatest guitar players of all time. So that'll be a fun discussion. Oh man, there's one that's on that I consider great that I know will not be on your list. George oh, Lynch okay. of Say again? George Lynch of Dawkin. Ooh, okay, okay. I like to call him the poor man's Eddie Van Halen. Nice. All right. Well, there, there's a, a recommendation there from Soda for yeah. greatest guitar players of all time that, list. I have a couple names. Off the, uh, off the Back for the Attack album. That's the track you should listen to. Nice. Okay. We'll, we'll give that a shout. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's going to be a couple names on my list that you pro- probably wouldn't think of. Uh, as well, but uh, make sure to tune in for that tomorrow live here on the Let's Get Ready Network at two thirty Pacific, five thirty yeah. Eastern. And as always, thank you all for tuning in and uh, check out this really awesome, cool new credits video that uh, our great editor Danny made for us here. I, I love this new music, so it's oh, it's great. Rocking. Yeah, you, um, you guys can see it obviously, but me and David were in the green room just rocking out. <laughs> yes. Throw up the devil horns, everybody, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Blokes of Wrestling. That was so fucking awesome. We have to do it one more time. Oh, one more okay. time.